What is up, gamers? Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. We're coming at you with another quarantine episode. I am your host, Adam J. Sidorius, and I am joined by my co-host, Joseph Paul Salamone. And that is your middle name, right? Yes, Paul. Okay, it's your yeah. middle name. It's my middle name, but just wanted to, but you know me better than I know me, so I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. Um, you know me better than I know myself. Damn. And what's so my we, middle name, just for the audience? Do you know what your middle name is? I don't think I've ever heard my middle name, but I... Uh, I think it's Jacob. in the dark. Jacob, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, that's what the J... Oh, I knew that, obviously. That's what the yeah. J stands for. Yeah. Um, so today we have a very special guest. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm the special guest. I'm not a special guest. Get it right, Adam, okay? It's Zachary Perry. You literally said the special, special guest. guest. Okay, good. <laughs> I just wanted to be sure. I wanted to be sure. Do you want to say uh, your name? For those of you who don't know, I already um, said Zach my name. Perry oh. is the guest. Zach uh, Perry Zach, is the guest, Joe. Zach has been asking to be on this pod, uh, Since we, we, I think, before yeah. we started it, and... Well, uh, yeah, technically, yeah. Since you started the Final Shot podcast, I have been asking to be on the Final Shot podcast. Yeah, um, the thing is, Zach, he harassed us the other day and was like, you know, I haven't been on since The Invisible Man. And The Invisible Man was like two months ago. It's not been that long. It and like the movie came out in January. February, but... No, but... Uh, Jan- I know, I know, I know. Okay. That's how well, long quarantine has been. So, um, for anyone that knows Zach, they know that Zach doesn't watch a lot of stuff. Um, Zach watches like three things a month. And then calls it a day. He says, all right, that's enough media for me. Let me let me log out. Let me go play some Fortnite at 3 a.m. And the thing is, if we had a Fortnite pod, we'd have Zach on every fucking week. But <laughs> we, we run a... About all the dubs that I caught, but go right ahead, Adam. W- what are dubs? Do you want to explain that? Uh, I can take quick. this question. No, no, no. Joe, let me... He, <laughs> Adam asked me, so I'm going to mm-hmm. tell Adam. Dubs are wins. And when you win, you say... Yeah, bro. I just caught a dub. Wow. So well, you I just um like to you say, I've played Fortnite won, yep. before. I've won several games, and I've never said that. So <laughs> officially on the record. You don't say it. You just think to yourself, "All right, caught a dub." So right, um, so... <laughs> on that note. <laughs> All right, movies, TV. Let's get into it. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was your podcast, Zach. <laughs> uh, Fortnite. How about so that? that... So Zach, we uh we want to talk about what we've been watching in quarantine. Um, so do you want to tell the good people what you've been listening to, watching? What do you recommend to the good people? All right. So I've got just two things, nothing crazy. I've got the first seven and a half episodes of Outer Banks. I've been watching that. That's been a real fun ride. Um, shout out Jess, friend of the pod, for putting me on that show. And Adam, then, is, Je- is Jess a friend of the pod? I don't. I think we're I don't know. the two who gets it. Is it the Jess that we both know, or is it a different Jess? It's di- it's a different Jess, but it's then my she's not a fucking friend of this pod. She is not a friend of the pod. Next, when you meet Jess, you're gonna be like, damn, she is a friend of the pod. And um, I've also Jess got... is a friend of the pod pending review. Pending review, yeah. pending review. And then I've got just one song here, and it is called "Enemy" by Slow Tie. Now I put this song on in the car on the way to work. And I had literal goosebumps. Literal goosebumps. I felt like my entire body went into a different, like, dimension when I heard this beat blast my bass in the car. 
Okay. I see a sample of it, but I don't know how that works on this. So listen. yeah, we'll be uh, copyright infringed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're not gonna do that. But Enemy by Slow Tie, and um, if you want to hear Magic, him and Kenny Beats also. So fun time, if you ask me. Um, yeah, I'm just kind. I'm not gonna listen to any music until the new Run the Jewels album comes out. That's that is a good time. That's gonna be good. sexy. I didn't know that was happening. Thanks for telling you, me. Wait, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. I'm a casual Run the Jewels fan. I'm not like in, Bro, intense. I what? went to a concert in 2017. Almost died. I was that, there too. You were there. I didn't realize we didn't run into each other. It was crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize that they were. I thought it was like they were like a tribe called Quest, where they were like a lot older. And when they did a song, it was a big. I didn't realize they were still making music. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. They, their last album was like what, 2016, 17? First time I heard their song was Baby Driver, so I don't. Oh. Oh. I mean, it's Christ, that was 2018, dude. Get it's on. 2017, it. but. Was it? Yep. Damn. But still, the point remains. That's pretty sad. But it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, Joe, do you want to tell people what you've been doing? Quarantine. Um, I've been doing a lot, actually. I've seen a bunch of shit. Um, I watched Lord of the Rings trilogy for the first time this weekend. I did all three Wait, of them. Extended what? edition. No, I had I had never I, seen them. The first, first time. time. Wow. First time I'd seen them. I knew nothing about the movies. I knew that Gandalf died in the. Well, I don't care if I spoil it. Uh, that Gandalf, uh, the Gandalf, the Gray dies in the first one. That's all I knew about the movies. Yeah, it's okay. It's been twenty years. But uh, I, I did. I watched them all, and they were all very good. Um, I think Return of the King is probably my favorite one. Um, I know that's a bit of a divisive opinion, but uh, can you lend me the extended edition? Because I have the theatrical release. Because I didn't want to pay for the extended. Um, yeah, I can try to lend you. I, I rented them, so I don't know if I'll be able. Well, to... then never mind. Or at least <laughs> never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. But yeah, I watched those, um, and they're very good. I watched. Um, Patterson for the first time. That was a good movie. Um, I watched Daddy Adam, uh, Daddy Adam Driver. He's very good in it. Um, and I think mainly the main thing I've watched uh, is uh, a film. Adam watched it a couple weeks ago and was like, I can't believe I've never seen this. And I was like, I've never seen it either. So I checked it out. It's a little joint called Being John Malkovich. Spike Andy, Jones, shout out. Spike, Spike Jones, Charlie Kaufman, uh, Andy Kaufman, Charlie Kaufman. Joined. Charlie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy Kaufman and, is dead. Andy Kaufman, maybe not, but uh, I uh, I can say with utmost confidence that being John Malkovich is far and above one of the best movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, I, I was completely stunned by it, and I don't know how it's not everybody's favorite movie. It is like it is an absolute. It's probably the weirdest movie I've ever seen, and I loved every single second of it. And I thank well, it, Adam greatly for the recommendation. A different Spike Jones joint is my favorite movie, so it's understandable. <laughs> um. Yeah, they, uh, what do you call it, uh, Being John Malkovich. I just saw that for the first time, I think, just two or three weeks ago. Um, it's actually, I know Joe gets triggered anytime I mention this, but it's my girlfriend's favorite movie uh, of all time. And for some reason, I don't know how it never came up in our relationship. I just casually said one day, hey, I've never seen Being John Malkovich. And she, like, she she was not happy with me when she found that out. And we, uh we watched it, and I kind of shared this in Cinemas with Joe. It was like instantly one of my favorite movies. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was it's it's such a perfect movie. It, it's it's so quirky but depressing, but like, mm-hmm. it's it's so it's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. And if yeah. you watch, I mean, Joe, have you seen Adaptation? Yeah, I've seen Adaptation. It's the only, have, I, that was the only Kaufman joint that I hadn't seen yet. I still haven't seen Where the Wild Things Are though. When's the last time you watched Adaptation? Adaptation, I haven't seen it in many years. Rewatch, because I rewatched Adaptation like a week after I watched um, Being John Malkovich, 
and it's like a spiritual sequel to Dean John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Because no, like, like, what you need to watch is Synecdoche, Synecdoche, New York. That's what Synecdoche you need to watch. Movie. I own the Blu-ray to that, and it's fucking amazing. And I love Synecdoche, New York. Yeah, but I, because I, I, for a while, Eternal Sunshine was my like hardcore Kaufman pick. Uh, but now it's definitely Dean John Malkovich is in like my top five movies now. I love it so much. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else you recommend, or is that it? Uh, no, just watch Being John Malkovich. It's on Stars. If you have Spectrum, Stars is free right now. So. Yeah. Um. It was on Criterion Channel, I think, but they took it off, which yeah. sucks. So I was I missed it on Criterion. <laughs> yeah, I remember the day me and my girlfriend watched. I guess we watched like on May first because it expired April thirtieth, and I was like, God damn it! Like, mm-hmm. uh. But yeah, I, I had to watch on like pretty shitty quality. But um. <laughs> watch the um Beastie Boys documentary because Spike Jones also did that. I that's a perfect transition i did watch that um that <laughs> i was, haven't yet i haven't that was yet. Like, that was like a flawless transition that you didn't even know about Zach. <laughs> that was great um yeah i watched the beastie boys documentary i cannot recommend it highly enough um it if you're a beastie boys fan it is emotional but funny and stylish in only a way that beastie boys can be i mean it's it's so nice it's so fun uh, it kind of mixes like a live stage show with archive footage of them and their history. Yeah. Um, it's 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 great. I mean, it's not like if you're a big fan, it's not gonna like show anything you've never seen before or stuff you've never heard before. But it's still nice to hear them talk about it together. Well, Sabotage and... was my favorite song to do on Rock Band back in like 2010. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I would always sing that song on Rock Band. I'd be like, I'm, I'm the coolest motherfucker here. Um, yeah, I... Uh, oh, yeah, Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's it's great. I mean, if uh, my Apple TV free trial ran out, so I can't uh, watch it again. Uh, I So I, I watched it in the week that I had Apple TV, and I got rid of it. So, uh, But if you have Apple TV, I highly recommend watching it. Um, and other few things I've been watching, uh, I have Criterion channel, so I've been watching a lot of, uh, indie movies during quarantine. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them cause I watched too many and, but just a few highlights, uh, Tomboy, it's a Celine Sciamma movie, the, uh, woman who directed, uh, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, this, it's like kind of about this girl who she's a tomboy, but like she passes off as a, as a boy and she joins like a boy group of friends because she's like 10 or 9. And it's a very like uh, personal reflection on like gender roles and like how gender is kind of pointless, I guess. And like how... My grandma she... would not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is she, she being conservative? Honest. Is she a conservative? Uh, no, we can talk about something else. <laughs> <laughs> we do not stand Joseph's grandma on this pod. Um, we, we, there's one grandma I have who's very uh, one way, and there's another grandma who's very another way. So I'll let you guys decide for yourselves. Yeah, huh. I mean, I, I won't go fully into this movie. I just, uh, I think it's a really great movie. I actually kind of maybe liked it even more than Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Which, wow, okay, I gotta watch both of those movies then, because I still haven't seen I gave you that movie for Christmas, and you still haven't <laughs> watched it. I'm gonna watch it on Hulu this this um, this um week, and then next time you have me on the pod, I'll be like, yeah, I wanna recommend Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's just like I three movies obtained, I obtained a screener for that movie, gave it to Zach for Christmas, because he begged me for it, and he still has not watched it. He sent I, it in front of me, too. He sent it, like, to my face, like, 
here you go, daddy. And I was like, wow, thank you. Yeah, and like, it, it's it's kind of annoying. But yeah, I didn't think this movie would be better. I don't think it, I'm not going to say it is better. I, I just said, I I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I just kind of watched it on a whim this morning because it was like only 80 minutes. So I was like, okay, let me just, you know, go ahead and do it. And uh, it, it's like a beautiful movie. And the thing is like, some of these movies, they, they go really hard for the message. But it's like so understated. It's so quiet and lovely. It's it's a beautiful movie. Um, another movie that I uh, watched on Criterion was this movie called Paper Moon. Uh, it's a uh, Peter Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. Is it a Bogdanovich. movie? I uh, yes, it is. Uh, and yeah, I couldn't remember what her name was, but yeah, she's um yeah, it's just like a movie about this uh, con artist and this. Uh, kid who joins him and she's trying to get her across state to go live with her new family because her mom dies but it turns out that she might be his daughter and it's kind of like a road movie with the con artist he he, he doesn't want to be a dad at all but he like he can't help but be charmed by this kid who might be his kid and mm-hmm. it is like the way that joe described being john malkovich like how it was instantly one of his favorite movies um, I watched it yesterday morning and I fell in love with it. It is so funny. It is so stylish. It is so heartfelt. Mm. Um, I didn't cry, but it got, I got close. It was really touching and I, like, I, it's so entertaining too. Like, it's just an hour and 40 minutes of like, was it pure... like a star is born cry or like, uh, like a no, I, I cry. Well, I didn't cry. I, but I, like, I felt the emotions. Yeah. The like, emotion it... of, the, of one of those cries. Yeah, um, it was. It's a great movie. If you haven't seen it, um, I highly recommend it. It's it's just so charming. And if you just need like a light watch during quarantine, it's it's so good. It's so good. Um, and it's. I forgot about a movie that I want to recommend that is a hard to watch. So finish yours, and then I want to just say my my last one real quick, and then we'll get into what this entire pod. Um, it's the the Denis Villeneuve movie Polytechnic Q about the um the school shooting that happened there yeah i watched it at 2 a.m like three nights ago and that's why i completely forgot about it but damn that movie hits it's a great movie especially like now with like how with the way the world has been reacting to certain uh social issues and but not only the fact that like nobody there's there hasn't been a single school shooting in god knows how long Thank, thank God for that as well. Mm-hmm. I do have to say really quick. There's a, there was an article after the quarantine stuff went up that was like, this is like the first month in like 20 years without a school shooting. Yeah. I was like, that dude deserves like an award in journalism. Like that's like one of the most incredible pieces of journalism I've ever seen. <laughs> but um, like the way, just the way the three characters that are the main, the main characters are shown, it, it just like... It's only 77 minutes, so it's not a long movie. It's not a long watch, but it feels like a long watch just because of mm-hmm. the material involved. But I could. It would be a crazy with... triple feature with uh, that elephant and Snowtown. If you oh, guys know yeah, what all three of those movies are, love Snowtown. That was a Snow... fun movie. Have you seen Elephant? Yeah, Elephant. I watched with when I was like 13 at like. 2 a.m. Like same exact like situation yeah. with Polytechnic. Damn. I have never, I have not seen either of these three movies, so I guess I got. Well, Elephant won the Palme d'Or I think for in 2003, and Gus Van Sant. Uh, That's Gus Van Sant, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Elephant's very creepy, but it's uh, it's it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I'm gonna say this: the shower, the shower scene in Elephant 
the the weirdest I felt in a in a movie in God knows how long when that happened. Yeah, it's very disturbing. Um, oh, fuck. Just just to get a few more out of the way before we go to the main topics. Um, uh, I my girlfriend recommended this movie to me the other night and we watched it together. It's called Out of Sight. It's one of the few Soderbergh movies that I've never seen before. Uh, it has George Clooney, Don Cheadle, Jennifer Lopez. Um, Michael Keaton too, right? Who? Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton's in it uh, for a little bit. Uh, Ving Rhames, he's really funny in it, actually. Uh, Albert Brooks. Uh, it, it's it's a great movie. Um, I, I'm i a big Soderbergh fan, so this was a blind spot. And uh, yeah, it, it, it's great. It's it's very um, pre-Ocean Soderbergh. Like, it feels like he was like kind of dipping his feet in the water for like entertaining movies. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it I think it's fantastic. I had a lot of fun with it. And another Soderbergh that I watched uh, for the first time was The Informant, the Matt Damon joint. Um, yeah. Really good movie. Uh, really funny. Really, uh, it came out the last time the economy crashed, so it felt kind of uh, relevant. And, yeah, relevant today, uh, considering what's about to happen, I guess. Um, and it, it, it's a great movie. Matt Damon's fantastic, and it, it's uh, it starts a little bit slow, and it's like kind of dense because you got to kind of take a lot of information in and kind of understand what they're talking about. Because you're just like dropped into the situation and you don't exactly know all the lingo of their company, uh, but it, it, it's really good once you understand what's going on. And it like picks up the pace, um, and the third act is like amazing. Um, and just I a few. What? I love a good third act. Yeah. Um, and just a few shows uh, before we get going. Um, the Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls thing on ESPN uh fantastic it's uh i think there's 10 episodes we're on like episode eight right now i think um it's great it's just michael it's like the last season of michael jordan on the bulls and it's 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 very fascinating um defending jacob on apple tv with chris evans uh i didn't know how i'd feel about it but it's great and chris evans does a fantastic job in it as a lawyer uh, trying to defend his son against murder and it's really well done um devs the alex garland show on hulu uh self-explanatory if you've seen any alex garland movie you know it's gonna be great and this is that but for eight hours is it like ex machina but eight hours yeah it's more ex machina than uh annihilation it's it's, uh, good 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 good. very technology driven very uh hours of annihilation (laughs) i i loved annihilation but uh ex machina is a masterpiece and this is i'd say this is weaker than both but still very good um i really liked it and the last but not least uh i started a show called normal people on hulu and i didn't really know what i was getting into with it and because it's, it's a, like a romantic kind of show and i was like hey. See, i don't want to start that show because i just went through a breakup so i feel like it like won't be a good situation for me um yeah i i'm kind of in the camp right now where i when i was like 18 or 19 i would eat that shit up like i <laughs> like i used to love watching those like cutesy little shows and I, I still enjoy the good ones but um i was hesitant to start this because it, it got like rave reviews and i uh and the book that's based on is acclaimed so i was kind of like okay I'll, I'll check it out um the first like five minutes i was kind of like where's this going like I, I don't i don't get it and have you guys seen the movie like crazy no, I know that's yeah, on your... Watch it on the uh, plane this year. That's crazy. I, yeah, I watched that. Um, Adam has that on a top 10, and it's on my watch list because of that. So It's a beautiful movie. Um, it And the reason I bring that up is because uh, that's the best thing I can p- compare normal people to, 
it's this very it's like a it's kind of a coming of age show but it's also a romance and it's about like when two like introverts like like kind of find each other and like how last or suppose that movie what was the movie we were just talking about ready player one yeah that (laughs) one i don't know well those are two definite like introverts in that movie but um yeah like crazy that that movie's kind of just like oh we weirdly fell in love. Oh, we don't love each other. Oh, I'm gonna find a, a whole ass new. Well, don't spoil it for Joe. Yeah, haven't seen it, but uh, you know, it's. It, uh, he it's... didn't spoil it all, but I stopped him before he did. Yeah, I would have spoiled the rest of it. Um, yeah. It been out nine years. He only spoiled like the first act, thank God. But uh, yeah, every the most popular movie of all time, like crazy. <laughs> um yeah i just i bring that up because uh normal people it's very like intimate and very the way it's shot you like they don't give you the thing i love about it is like you don't find out a lot of like uh exposition through them telling you you just have to find out stuff as it goes along like some scenes start and they're talking and you don't know what they're talking about but then you like pick up on the information as they like drop like certain like keywords and you're like oh so that's how they know these people Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very like fluid in the way it, it just happened. It, like it's so natural the way it plays out. And um, the love story is like, it, it's, I mean, I, it's hard to say it's unique because there's been so many romance stories in the past, however many years, but um, it's, it certainly is like, I can't say I've seen anything like it in quite some time. And it's about two pale white kids falling in love. So it, that's mm-hmm. saying something. Um, uh, so that's it for my recommendations. I know that's a lot, but I, I think there's a lot of great stuff out there right now for us to watch. Also, um, I've been, I got a shout out to, I'm, this is a big recommendation for me. I didn't know we were doing TV, but, uh, community on Netflix. Uh, I'm so watching good. it for the first time now. It is absolutely incredible. Shout out to Jackson wise for the wreck. Um, what season are you on? Yeah. I'm in season two right now, but I jumped. Season two is the best season. Season three is the best season. I mean, it's a, it's, I won't argue with you. It's very close. Dude, it's They're all, both I've been, I've been jumping around and like watching bigger episodes, but it's all, it's all incredible. But season, season two has the best paintball. It's, it's. Okay, that's oh, the, the paintballs. All the paintballs are great. Just because the Russo brothers directed it doesn't mean it's the greatest episode of Community. I didn't say it was the best episode of Community. I said it's the best paintball in season two. Eh, that still doesn't make it a, the greatest season of... Never mind. I've watched Community before. I didn't say that's why... Oh, okay. I, I'm i re-watching Community, but kind of slowly. Like, I only watch it, like, when I'm doing... Like, I, if, I, uh, if I'm doing something else or I just want to watch something, like, really quick. Um, I watched it live while it was on NBC, and I also watched it begrudgingly on yahoo when it went on there um but i waited for, for the, it hulu for the yahoo season i was like i'm not fucking doing that i'm not waiting for yahoo yeah i i watched it on yahoo and uh but for the first like four seasons it's pretty great um it's first three uh, uh i like season four it's not amazing but it's, it's all right because yeah, dan Harmon left in season four so it was kind of like the hell is this shit and then season five like kind of got back into it Oh, wait, I'm getting mixed up, actually. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, see, the first three are great. Four is not really good. Four has, like, a lot of the worst episodes. Yeah, Gas Leak season. The scene, I know that one, uh, not to go too deep for Joe, but, like, the episode where they, like, are puppets is, like, terrible. Um, <laughs> when that happened, I was like, why? Just why? Like, Because they were trying to copy the Abed Christmas episode because that was Claymation, but, like, it just, I'm not going to get into it. It's, it's. But uh, I can t- I recommend you to keep going, Joe. Even though it's not like amazing, it's like kind of the same thing when you start The Simpsons. You're gonna like you're gonna eventually get to the point where it's kind of dry. 
but just enjoy mm-hmm. the ride while you have it because it, it's great for a while. And it's yeah. just also there's just a in the first paintball episode there's this joke. And it's like a perfect joke in my opinion. Like it's a like Jeff, uh, he goes to his car to take a nap, and he wakes up, and like the school is like overrun by the paintball game. And yeah. then Abed like, <laughs> yeah, rescues yeah, yeah. him. <laughs> Abed rescues him and brings him into a room. And then uh, Troy, Donald Glover's character, is, is standing at a table, and he looks up and he sees him, and he goes, "Jeff Winger, you son of a bitch!" And he like gives him a hug as if he hasn't seen him in like ten years. No, and it I... just was such a perfect parody of that certain type of moment, and I just thought it was incredible. Honestly, the way community parodies like like the like don't not spoilers technically but the season three law and order episode oh it's so funny it's such <laughs> a funny episode I, and then the chang noir episode is also incredible like every every time they ask him a question in his head he goes i had to think fast <laughs> have you gotten into the episode yet where it's like uh they keep tossing the dice and they go to different dimensions no oh, yeah, it's in season three yeah, yeah. Okay, let's to our main topics, though. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was the Zach Perry podcast. Yeah, the I'm, community I'm, is incredible. I'm turning I'm in love with Allison Brie. That's all I have to say. Community is great. It's streaming on, like Joe said, it's streaming on Netflix now. So if you want to mm-hmm. hop on that, it's easily accessible now. Um, also, just, I know I just said it, but Allison Brie, respectfully, is one of the most beautiful women in the world. That's all I have to say. That sounds She's pretty sexist of you, but okay. I just said with respect. <laughs> I'm sure her and Dave Franco are very happy together. Don't remind me of that. But let's get into the to the to the. Hey Zach, you're on thin fucking ice, buddy. Okay. I've been on thin ice all week. I'm on strike too. Hey guys, before we get into it, I just want to say that I think Allison Brie is a very pretty lady, and she's a very talented actress as well. So just before we get into that, you know. Um, also, before we get into it, I have to pee again. Are you kidding? All right, so could I be or could I not be? You can't pee. I can't pee. All right, I will. Zach has peed. We had to stop one recording because Zach had to pee, and then he peed before we started this one. We didn't, Joe, because you went too off topic. That's why we had to stop the first time. Do you really have to pee? I mean, (laughs) am I allowed to pee? That's the real question. How do you have to pee already? You peed three times in the past hour. I can I can continue listening and then you guys can I can mute you guys if you want. Oh to. my fucking god! <laughs> let's get let's continue. What I'm are, more concerned about your bladder than anything. <laughs> not, I don't even care about Dave at this point. Like I. Oh okay, so, <laughs> so we're just revealing. All right, yeah, our our first topic, Dave. Let's talk about it. All right, so Dave is the Little Dicky FX show. Um, it's uh, just been renewed for a second season. I guess it's their most watched show ever. Which is like, kind of surprising, guys. Like ring ladder. The... Yeah, what? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, um, thank you, Joe. So yeah, but I, how do you guys? Before we start with the Little Dicky show, how do you guys feel? FX is personally like my favorite uh, TV channel. I think they put out the best content. I, I like. I try to check out all their stuff. Um, but Adam, I saw, But I was kind of like, what did you say, Isaac? Adam? Do you want to go first? I mean, I was going to let Joe finish, but... Oh, yeah, sure. I wasn't done, but... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm a big fan. Atlanta is, like, one of my favorite TV shows. Um, the All the American Crime Story seasons are great. And I'm a big fan of Fargo as well. I think that's an excellent show. Um, so I was... I was, I was, When they picked up the Little Dicky show, I was like, okay, we'll see w- what this is. Um, and I didn't watch it at first because I didn't hear anything about it. But then Zach and uh, Adam both had opinions about it, and that made me watch it. So what do you guys think about FX? Um, I, I mean, FX in general is 
fantastic. I mean, I I've been watching FX forever. I mean, I since uh, I think the first thing I ever watched on FX was It's Always Sunny, um, mm-hmm. which is just a oh yeah, I forgot. How did I forget to mention that? It's like one of the best shows. Um, another great show they have on the air right now is uh, What We Do in the Shadows, the spinoff of the film. And that show, love that show. It's so good. I did. I was very hesitant starting it because I uh, it's none of the original cast in it. Um, but it, it, it's so fucking funny. I, I don't want to spoil it, but this week's episode was probably the funniest episode. It's easily the funniest this season. I don't know if it's the funniest ever, but, uh, it has Mark Hamill guest starring as like an ancient vampire. And uh-huh. it is fucking, he is funny. Like Mark Hamill, when he wants to be funny, he comes to play. He was hilarious in this episode. Unlike um, that I. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not the That's biggest Lil Dicky fan. Well, the cool um, thing about Zach's... Zach is that he's just wrong about The Last Jedi. But, um... We're not getting into this. We're talking about Dave. This is this is a complete different situation. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not a really big... I like some of Lil Dicky's music. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I thought the Pillow Talking song was funny. The Earth song was really bad. But uh, he's, got, he's hit or miss for me. Yeah, what do you guys think of Lil Dicky? Um, I like, I like Lemmy Freak. That's just like my. That's like when, when I was what was I like seventeen? I thought that was a fun song. Um, what's changed? Nothing <laughs> changed. He just hasn't released anything new, but that's because he's been working on this TV show. So I'm not like mad at him, you know, for not releasing like no, new. No, like the thing is, he like releases one song. He doesn't even release albums. He releases, releases like one song yeah. every two years, and it's like. I the, the thing like I don't dislike Little Dicky I just never like had any kind of affinity for him like I I, I think like, some of his songs Molly, are Molly what? was fun Molly was fun Freaky Molly was Friday. great Freaky Friday was kind of weird just because he featured Chris Brown and yeah we all know the situation yeah. on him yeah Freaky Friday is a fun song with any other feature on it but it's just with Chris Brown on it it's just got kind of a weird air to it you know honestly it could have been like Kevin Hart at that point I wouldn't mind getting Kevin Hart but no nah, you had to do Chris Brown it was weird yeah um I I don't really care about Little Dicky I have nothing like against him I just don't care uh in general and so like when the, he was doing this uh show i i thought the advertisements for it were okay i was kind of like okay mm-hmm. i mean I'll, maybe i'll check it out yeah that song the theme song is pretty catchy the hi i'm dude yeah it's, it's it's catchy and that's kind of like why i was like hey. okay yeah it, it's good and the thing is uh i started the first episode and i liked it i didn't love it i liked it and i kind of immediately cut it off after the first episode because i was like there's shows that i start and they're bad and I don't continue them. Or they're not for me, and I don't continue them. And then there's shows that are good, and I acknowledge, I'm like, okay, it's good. I'd probably enjoy it if I kept watching. But there's too many shows on right now. <laughs> and I'm just going to stop watching it. And I felt like that's what Dave was going to be when I first started. So I stopped at the first episode. I fell behind for like two to three weeks. And then, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but like I, I saw so much on social media about the show. Um, I watched it in like two days. Well, the, I mean, I like I stopped watching it and I just jumped back on because it, it got like acclaimed reviews mm-hmm. across the board. And I was like, OK, I guess I got to watch it now because like it's it's legitimately like and FX says it's their most popular show on the air right now, which is crazy when you think about all the shit they have. 
I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta is hugely popular, and yeah. it's already surpassed that in ratings, which is crazy. Well, because I think when everybody saw the show announced, I think everybody kind of just thought, oh, they're just kind of doing like a white Atlanta. Yeah. And I think they're similar. I think I don't, but I I think the show isn't is is very different from Atlanta, aside from the the opening credit text, like the way the the credit like the when it's like directed by Tony and or like written by David Bird. It like those. That's the only time it looks like Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I. That's the thing. I I can't even. It, it's like it, It's funny. It, the way you describe that, it's like white Atlanta, and and for all intents and purposes, it is technically like it, it's about a struggling musician trying to make it in the rap industry. Um, but the thing that like sets it apart is like this one's more about relationships, and like Atlanta goes into that, but also goes into like more surrealism and like comedy mm-hmm. and like his relationships with like other people and stuff but like dave is more about his relationship with his girlfriend and he has like friendships with other people but it's about mostly him and his girlfriend right and mm-hmm. uh and the th- other thing is uh unlike atlanta uh this i mean i think there's a few cameos in atlanta but this has like a lot of cameos in it from rappers um mm-hmm. justin bieber's in it tara wax in it at one point uh macklemore Car- has Courtney a very Kardashian. Chloe Kardashian. Uh, hey, not Chloe. Chloe is not featured. It's Courtney. Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, the Macklemore, Macklemore. <laughs> is very. He's that's a very funny scene where he shows up. Um, I mean, Zach, do you want to tell us how you feel about the show? Um, sure. I can. I can add in my opinion real quick. Um, so <laughs> I like the. I like how not spoilers technically. But the ending of the first episode's rap is amazing. The ending of the last episode's rap is godlike. And I like how every time, like, him rapping off the cuff is included, it's very important to the plot, which is something you don't see out of Lil Dicky. You know what I mean? Like, he's just, like, he's rapping, like, very... um, like already written, already like said and done for. Whereas in the show, it's already it's obviously written out, but it's in a weirdly great way. And I also love his girlfriend's like outfits. Like those outfits just like I was like, wow, what great outfits. And the redhead dude. The redhead dude was the funniest guy in the show. I know everybody thought Gata was the funniest in the show, and he was funny, but the redhead guy was consistently funny. Is that the guy, uh, Gata? He's the one that's like he has that entire episode about like his past or whatever. Yeah, the the uh, the whole mental illness episode, which that is um, a great episode. It was amazing. That was the episode. I mean, I was that one. Was it that one or the one where um, his girlfriend like found out like about his dick and everything? Was that what came first? Which episode? The the found the finding out about the dick and the milking was the third episode. The Gata episode was the fifth episode. Okay, yeah, because I remember the one that I got hooked on was the uh, third episode. Because I was like, I don't know why I like that episode so much, but because like I don't think I expected that kind of like sincerity out of it. Like, mm-hmm. there's something. Well, I mean, it was funny, but like the scene where she like, like, just asks him about it, and like, uh, she he has to like actually talk about like this thing he's very insecure about, which is his dick, and. <laughs> the way like he opens up about it is like it's very emotional and like the way and he's like a very good actor dave mm-hmm. uh I, I mean how did you guys feel about that episode um, uh yeah well 
Go ahead, I'll Joe. You go first. No, you know, you're the host. You're the host. <laughs> I'm the host? Okay. Uh, well, I'm the guest, but whatever you think is best. <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, I think, the, the, I, are you asking just about the episode or the show in general? Uh, the third episode. The third episode. Oh, that's a very good episode. I um, I know Adam watches Milk and Porn, so I was happy to see it represented <laughs> on screen. Right. And yeah, I just you know it's I, I I've had very similar experiences with Adam uh, as the two characters in the show. With milking. So it was porn? just Adam. Yeah, with milking porn. That's why Adam likes that episode so much, is because he's like finally my culture is represented on screen. You caught me. <laughs> but no, I um. Yeah, I think this episode is uh, the first one was funny, and then the sec what the what's the second episode about again? I'm I'm kind of blanking. The second episode was when he uh, met when he hooked up with Macklemore. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a good oh the one. kid's funeral. Um, dead kid, yeah. That was funny. That was a funny episode. It was good. Yeah, it was like okay, good episode. Like I'll continue watching this. Yeah, I I liked it because. Uh, I don't know, like, it started off, and I was kind of like, okay, I don't know where this is going, and then, like, the, the like, last ten minutes of it are deeply funny, in yeah. a very dark way, and I, yeah. I admired it. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, I buy the show, because, I mean, I'd follow Little Dickie's music, and it's, his whole thing is that he, like, is not a joke, like, that's his whole thing, is that he's not a joke, and it, I, 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 did, I was surprised that he made fun of himself so much on the show, it's it kind of, like, because, I mean, I, yeah, like the Macklemore joke when he shows up and like it gets he gets him bumped. That's a great joke. And then the third episode, it's a very actually like a very sincere, very funny, very sweet episode. And you kind of really start to care about their relationship. Um, and they're both very well developed. He's a very good actor. I think it's funny that this is definitely like f- far and above better than any music he's made. <laughs> the the just <laughs> yeah, no, it really is whole. because like mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, even the music that I like, I just like it. I don't love it. But like, yeah, like I, I love the, the show. Song, in the last episode, the jail song I thought was funny, and I thought his freestyles were were well done. I like rap music, so I, he is very, he's definitely got a talent for rapping. Um, but it's uh, the show is, is is just kind of like the characters are just very good. The redhead guy is very very funny. I've he's a, he's a comedian in real life. Um, I've never seen him do any stand up, but I'm interested to check it out now. But uh, yeah, no, I think yeah, and also Little Dicky is a very good actor. He kind of has a throwaway joke in one episode where he's like, "I act as well." And I was like, "Yeah, you do." But, um, but, um, yeah, no, for the third episode for me, I just thought the ending scene was top three because not only, and this is getting into some weird territory, but at the same time, not like the way this couple is talking about like their sexual issues, like it, it was very real and the shower, um, how do I say this? The the shower scene was like top three funniest scenes in that show when it when that thing just flopped out of the shower. I was, <laughs> I was legitimately dying when that happened. And then the ending of the that episode was the funniest thing to happen in the show when the redhead guy did the thing. I'm not trying to spoil it, but when the redhead guy did the thing, I was honestly like on the floor crying. It was just so great. So, yeah, this show is just, honestly, it was better than the last season of It's Always Sunny, and I can see why it got the best FX uh, ratings. And well, I want to talk about the fifth episode, which is that amazing... The mental illness? Uh, yeah, that was... Um, I mean, I love the third episode because it was funny and sincere at the same time. Yeah. But, like, the way that the fifth episode, like, portrayed the bipolar disorder was mm-hmm. like 
I can't, I couldn't even believe that I was watching a little Dickie show at that point that like he runs the show, but he like made an entire episode pretty much about um, his friend. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was like a lovely episode. Like I, yeah. And it's, it was a, it's real- a very well done uh, like portrayal of that, of, of bipolar disorder. And I think it helped me understand, like, who this character was. Yeah. Like, it helped me understand, like, why this character acts the way he is and why mm-hmm. he is the best hype man for a person like Lil Dicky. Yeah, totally. And I, mean, I, I think Gaeta was a character I enjoyed, but I liked uh, his... I liked the producer more, the uh, Elijah... Elijah, is that his name? Yeah, I think uh, so. I liked the producer more, and I liked the... Um, the girl who did, I just... Gaeta was, like... I liked Gaeta, but I wasn't, like, in love with Gaeta. But that episode, I was like, oh, Gaeta's a great character. Yeah, and then there's another episode where it was the producer and the girl, uh, like their romance or whatever. Oh yeah, that was really sweet too. Els, I didn't like that. I'm I'm not trying to like be weird. Why? I don't know. It just felt very like like it unneeded. Like it just kind of Snow came need out more screen time in that one too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, Zach Zach's not a fan of minority women, so he just right when that started, cool. he was like, he really didn't like it. Yeah, I don't he mind. Was like she's minority, gonna give me Corona. He didn't. I don't mind minority women or minority men being in the the focal points of an episode. You just I don't thought, like seeing it. Is the thing. <laughs> He's I like, don't they can be, in a, be in a show. Just get it out of date. Yeah. No, you <laughs> like you can show like. Hardcore, we're going to show everything full penetration. Like, I'll be like, as long as it fits the storyline. I was just said I watch porn for the storyline. <laughs> no, I was doing an Always Sunny joke where he said, we're going to do Dolph Lundgren, but full penetration. But okay. that was um, lost. No, I thought that episode was great because it was another episode that it was very sincere and the way that it portrayed just relationship and their characters. And it showed another thing of, I mean, it was kind of like what Joe mentioned earlier about um, Dave is a very, or a little dicky, I guess is like a very serious person. And he, he goes on about saying he's not a joke and he, he, he claims himself to be like the best rapper of all time. And yet he like lets the spotlight go off of him so much in the show. Like I, where it, I was, yeah, off that point, I was very surprised because I mean, little Dicky's like he in all every interview he's like, I'm not a joke, I'm one of the greatest. I was surprised how like kind of humbled he was, like how kind of humbled he was in the show where he does he'll do that he'll let people just go off on their own episodes, you know? Yeah, and the thing is like that I would understand like not liking that episode if the episode wasn't good or the characters weren't compelling, but like they were, which is the thing. Like they the gate episode or the episode with the producer and uh, his girlfriend or whatever, like that episode was compelling. Cause like the relationship was sincere and interesting. And like, it was just an interesting look at these characters that have been in the background previously, but you understand them more in that episode. And then there's eight episodes, right? Yeah. 10. Oh, 10. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like the last, I, I mean, do you guys have any other highlights or um, cause I'm only want to talk about like the last two episodes, but if you guys have any highlights between <laughs> these points uh go for it um there's a very funny joke uh where he, he's going to a party with the justin bieber cameo i was like whoa when he showed up because i thought that was like a, a really big cameo to get and he was uh, funny in it too yeah he's really good in it too he's like yeah i'm just a normal person uh, yeah <laughs> but uh i i there's a joke he gets invited to justin bieber's party and he's like when he's getting ready he's like pretending to talk to people like celebrities at the at the party and at the end he goes mr spacey you should leave. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like the the episode where he went to Philadelphia and like everybody kind of learned his history, including like Gaeta and 
we learned about Els and how he was a sort of a joke to his fam- his friends that he yeah. thought his friends. Because I weirdly felt um, connection to that. Like, I felt like, like I was bullied pretty much in middle school. There I said it. And um, I really, like, connected to that and wanting to murder the younger self of who I was. Just like, I wanted oh, to... Oh, yeah, to, I forgot about that part. I, wanted to, crazy. I just wanted to fucking kill the middle school version of me. Like, you jackass. Like, you need to end yourself right Dude, now. Dude, that scene where he, like, fucking kills his younger self. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. But, yeah, that was a great moment. And I, another part i mean and i know this walked out on the on the stage and just fucking kills it like honestly that's the thing i loved about it because like i already said it about the gate episode and uh like every other episode before that but like it, it was another thing where i was like this show is like it's mature but like in a dark way that i wasn't expecting and like it, it uses very um interesting like symbolism and stuff and I, I just really was not – I can't stress this enough that I was not expecting it from a little dicky show. Um, yeah, that's the thing with the show is it's like – it's not compl- – it's uh, like Masters of None, I was a fan of Aziz, but I was kind of very surprised by how good the show was. With this, it's like a whole different bar park where it's like, why is this show – this show should not be good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, totally. It's uh... – <laughs> no, I mean, not, I mean, no disrespect to little dicky. I just didn't expect like an actually like a mature – like nuanced like very funny show like i mean i guess little dicky fans were probably like yeah what else would you expect but i just didn't know that he had that in him you know (laughs) yeah no same boat man i mean um so i mean with that i want to go to the last two episodes because the ninth one was the one that completely broke me like i did not realize how much i had liked the show until we got the, to the fantastic mr fox joke was <laughs> yes i snapped uh the youth three boys today with yeah. uh, that uh that <laughs> is, is and... it george Clooney's the fox right no this is breaking back <laughs> <laughs> so and the and the shitting scene like it doesn't get called upon enough like that scene was hilarious like in its own right well it's a very funny episode, but what I really loved about this episode was, like, it starts, I mean, that amazing opening where they're, like, uh, like kind of rapping together. Yeah, they're trying to get ready, yeah. And you don't realize how somber that opening is until you watch it a second time, knowing what the song means in context. Um, like, it, it kind of, I, I'm going to go, like, slightly in the spoilers, so I'm going to leave timestamps in the description. We've been, we've been spoilered. But I'm going to – this is a big spoiler. So if you haven't seen Little uh, Dickie's show yet, Dave, um, go to the description, skip ahead, uh, and come back to it whenever you have seen it. Um, in this episode, they break up. And the thing is, like, in the opening where they're rapping together, you understand – if you, like, listen back to that song, it kind of embodies everything, all the reasons why she left him. Like, she never – he doesn't listen to her. He cares more about rap than her. Um he like he loves her but like he isn't ready for that relationship um and it's just it's so sad listening back to it like the way that they sang together and it's like uh in like the last line thing it was fun while it lasted oh my god it hit me so hard uh and like and not to jump ahead but like when at the very last scene where it's playing again and he's like just sitting in the car or he's like driving he's like beating himself up over it and like listening back to it i I would too she's hot shut up i (laughs) that's not the point that's not the point joe the point is that she as a character 
was correct in having to break up with him because she was trying to date Dave and not Lil Dicky, especially in the first episode when she was like, why did you tell your followers that you just got head? That was the funniest knows, thing. When everybody knows that I'm dating you. So everybody, you just told everybody that I just can dated head. Can I quote that real quick? It was like, uh, he's like, he said, when I tweet, don't look at it as Dave Bird tweeting. Look at it as uh, a corporation. Like, for example, uh, Wendy's tweeting. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and, he, and then she's like, yeah, well, Wendy's isn't an actual person. And he's like, well, it is uh, Dave Thomas's daughter. I don't know if you want to hear that right now. But it is. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, it's uh, it's funny. Like, I, his sense of humor, like, really, really works in this format. It's like, because in, in a song where, I, I, I mean, I haven't listened to enough of his music to judge it, but, like, even like some like the earth song is is really bad but um that like it, his just his sense like his sense of humor is very unique to himself and it's very like it's very much like attuned to him and it just works so well in the show yeah. also girlfriend in dave is also the the hookup in uh pillow talking pillow talk yeah, yeah yeah oh i didn't know that good, good for her yeah well, um dave looks out the main the the actual dave looks out for the people that are cool in his life like data like data wouldn't have that data wouldn't have this job if he wasn't his height his actual height man is gata his actual height man in real life yes yes oh that's awesome i didn't know that yeah um i mean i'll go back to the ninth episode real quick i'll just say like that last scene that i was talking about where uh he's like like he's in the car in the car like listening back to that i that was the moment where I was like, okay, this is like the best show on TV right now. Cause I, and, and then the 10th episode, you're like, holy hold, shit. This hold is on. Best episode. Because I, let me just go back to it. The night, like in, well, he's like in the car, like listening back to it. I like, it felt like literally like someone punched me in the gut. Cause I was <laughs> like, I did not ever expect the show to like have any emotion on me, let alone that strong of a reaction to me. Because like, I like teared up at the end of that episode because, like, it, for anyone that's ever gone through a breakup or, like, any, like, a fight that's severe. It's not hard to get you to tear up in any type of entertainment, though. Yeah, but you're just a dead person inside, and you don't really watch that much media, so it's okay for you. But the that, thing that, is... That's you. Yeah, that's fine. But the thing is, like, that episode, it hits home for anyone that's ever been, like, in that kind of relationship or they've had a fight where they realize they're in the wrong and they can't mm-hmm. take back what they did. And they don't know if they're going to get that person back again. And it's so, and it hit, hits really hard because it would hit hard if like she was like a stereotypical girlfriend and it was just like a casual breakup, like in most sitcoms. But the reason why I loved episode, what, three with the milking thing, uh, it's not because of the milking thing, but it's because in that episode, you kind of realize she's perfect for him. Like if he put his bullshit aside, they could have been together forever she was willing to look past all of his insecurities, all of his abnormalities, everything. She was willing to give it all up. Especially his him. dick. She was willing to look past his dick. Which, well, I said ab- abnormalities. But. Well, we're talking about his dick now. But That's yeah, the, the, willingness, means, but... the willingness to to like put away like, oh yeah, you have a scarred penis. That's no problem for me, man. Yeah, like, and like she's supportive and she like helps him. Like she helps him overcome these insecurities. And it's like... So, like, I think those are my two favorite episodes because, like, they connect so perfectly. Like, three exhibits, like, why she was a perfect match for him. And nine shows, like, how badly he fucked up. Like, it hit me hard because, like, he is the main character of the show and you love him. And that's why it hurts because he he fucked up so hard in that episode. Um, So we can talk about the finale now. I mean, episode 10, uh, what did you guys think of it? 
Uh, this was uh, my favorite episode in the season. I thought this was a great one. Um, it's super funny. Uh, it's it's. I mean, it's like a it's a kind of like a mini short film, not mini like movie. It's like kind of a contained story, and I, I thought the song was very funny as well. So, uh, it wasn't my favorite of the season, but it was very good. I think it subverted expectations because a lot of people were kind of tuning in, like, oh, are they gonna get back together? What's gonna happen? And it really it addressed it like once. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it didn't, it kind of moved past it, which is interesting to me. Um, I still kind of think it's going to tie up in season two back with, uh, I can't remember the character's name, his girlfriend, but Els? yeah, Els. um, I think that'll tie up more in season two. I don't think it's like the last time you see her, but, mm-hmm. uh, the finale, whenever, when he gets to the world star or uh, not world star, um, uh, what's the show called that he goes on? Um, the, breakfast the Breakfast Club, yeah. Breakfast Club, yeah. Um, very funny scene, by the way, where the guy, the dude, uh, the host of it's just like Charlie and the God. Charlie and the God was literally just playing himself. He's literally that type of asshole in life. Yeah, he was very funny at it. Um, and like he's like saying, so you're trying to appropriate black culture, or and he's like, uh, <laughs> he literally said that in the first um Breakfast Club appearance of Little Dicky. He was like, um, how are you trying to um uh forward the black the black lives matter movement and it was like who the fuck asked that type of question like it was so out of left field i was re-watching this because of this podcast and, and when i re-watched that i was like whoa that's a question that like nobody like should answer in their first real interview go right ahead though sorry um joe go for it um the what the last episode yes oh i i mean i already <laughs> oh well, I, I i yeah no i thought well with, oh sorry i was confused i'm sorry never mind um but yeah with the interview with charlie and the guy that's very funny and then when he's like yeah yeah because he it, he actually seems very flustered by it and uh he's gonna did you guys like the jail song or no i enjoyed the jail song i thought when i first watched it i was like oh my god please do a 30 minute music video like the first time that ever happens in television, you will have that. Like I made an entire episode about a rap song, but I'm glad it didn't go that way because of how the ending happened. Mm-hmm. But also it showed this side of, of Dave where it was, I'm a rapper. I know I'm one of the best out there. And I like, you cannot stop me in the way that I am. You know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. like, this is who I am. You're trying to stop me. But even then, the record producers were like, dude, stop doing this or you're going to get fucking murdered online. Well, the thing is, he was the I agreed with the record producers because like, it was a very it, it was funny. But like the thing is, like it was deeply. Yeah, I mean, the song is offensive. Yeah, it's like an offensive song. But <laughs> um, It was I mean, I liked I liked the opening because like once you realize how long it's been going, you're like, how fucking long is this thing going to go? Like, I, I was like, it was kind of like what Zach said. Like, I was like, is it going to go the entire episode like this? Um, which would have been interesting to see like an entire episode just be the music video. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked that a lot. It was funny. Um, I thought it was amusing to like see another thing. Like we're talking about him being humble, like him see, like he like clearly writes an entire song just for it to be the punchline of the joke that it's failed and he can't, like debut it it's yeah. funny um but his rap at the end of the episode at the very end i uh, was like five times it I was mean, so fucking good 
Yeah, it's really good actually. And yeah, it is just like like he's not even try he's not even hyping within the radio station. He's just hyping to be hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, like, final thoughts, Zach. What do you do? You highly recommend Dave on FX. Oh, I highly recommend Dave. I think it's one of the better shows out that has come out within this whole mess of a life. Like, it, it's just a weirdly good thing to happen, you know? Like, it's um, not it's not mean-spirited. Yeah. It's not it's not bad. <laughs> that's a, that's it's an just, amazing way to put the show. It's, it's, it's a weirdly just, good thing to happen. It's a weirdly good thing to happen. Like, it's, it's happening, and you should just enjoy it for what it is. It's four hours... It's You're the Worst if it was about a rapper. You're the Worst is an amazing show, by the way. That is a good, amazing show. I just finished the fifth season. I screamed at Zach to watch that for like two, three years, and he finally watched it. No, 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 no. I'll have to get on it. Well, I already watched the show. I just couldn't finish the fifth season for some reason. Zach, is that how you view me? Because you say I'm mean. Is that how you view me? Like, you're the worst people? No, I don't view you as you're the worst people. I kind of view you as the... As the last Jedi fans who think they are correct in everything that they say. I don't think I'm correct. I just think you're wrong. <laughs> I think my exactly. favorite joke Adam's ever told is he uh, he was like, all last Jedi complaints are just like, Luke Skywalker wouldn't do that with a sad face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joe, your last thought on uh, Dave. You gotta Dude, remember, uh, Zach. It's not your fucking pod. I call the shots. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just I I thought we were in a collaborative effort here, kind of like Dave. You're the guest. Know your place, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you tell Teddy Wap that? So, anyways, Joe, what are your thoughts on uh, your final thought? Uh, I Dave is uh well, I don't think it's is quite as good as, as as say like in Atlanta. I think it's definitely very much worth watching. I'm super excited to see a season two. Just because it's uh, it kind of par for the course for the shows that have really solid first seasons and like incredible second seasons. Uh, yeah. So I'm very I'm excited to see what what little Dicky has next. And I'm like actually like if he drops an album I will listen to it. So this is that's I that's a weird I'm in a weird spot right now. I'm not thrilled about it, but this is just the world we live in. Yeah. Um. I highly recommend it. Like I said earlier, I'm not the world's biggest little Dicky's fan, uh, but this show is great i mean it's just a long uh there's a lot of shows like this where i kind of was apprehensive before i started and i just like ended up loving it like broad city i remember oh it's such a funny show so fucking good and i remember like having like hesitations before watching it i was like eh, i don't know about this and then i was immediately hooked by it it's an amazing show same thing with this i could see this lasting for like many seasons mm-hmm. um it, i could see this like him becoming known for dave more than his music because it's it's so good um uh yeah so that's dave on fx if you haven't seen it yet watch it um and next we're going to move to hbo's newest film uh bad education um joe this was a sundance movie last year this was a tiff film last year tiff tiff okay my bad i for some reason i thought it was uh sundance um he's a festival expert so go ahead i would have if it was a tiff i would have seen it if it was a sundance i would have saw it okay that's why yeah that's what i was going for but um so (laughs) (laughs) very so that's it for the final shot podcast (laughs) um so joe uh did you know anything about this true story before you watched the film um, I didn't know. I was very, I was hyper aware of the film because I loved, uh, I loved Thoroughbreds, 
and I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan. And so I was like really following. So I know I knew bits and pieces about the real life story. And my mom, my mom's from Pennsylvania. So like I was aware of it, uh, that something had happened, but I didn't really know anything about like the actual story that it's based on. No. Can I, can I add real quick? No. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I I, okay. Um, so I was four when this whole bullshit went down and I lived in New Jersey, Cherry Hill. And my cousins lived in Suffolk County where this whole thing went down. Now, I didn't hear anything about it, but I watched this movie with my mom and she was like, oh, I weirdly remember this whole thing going down. So that's my like real life uh, information on this story. Yeah, maybe we should have had her on the pod instead so she could actually provide some information. She's awake. Um, I can ask if she wants to get <laughs> on this. Uh, I remember me and her had a pretty good conversation at the Irishman when we all went to go see it. So maybe don't she would have some insight. Don't remind me of that Irishman conversation because she had like two or three margaritas in her. In her she, she was, was an ins- She had better film knowledge than you, honestly. Like no, I was impressed. She didn't. No, she didn't. Adam, yeah, I'll point I, out, uh, I was not invited to this Irishman show. No, you were. You just didn't you go. Were, yeah, it was in. It was at Enzion in Maitland, so it was like a thirty-minute drive for you. You're like, uh. No, you went the next day. I, the thing. Yeah, I went the next day, buddy. I I saw it at the Enzion. I yeah. sat next to Sarah Hall. Shout out, friend of the pod. And you sat next to Hunter. Shout out, friend of the pod. Yeah. Again, I, I don't. You, I don't think you get to decide. Friends of the pod. Well, they are friends of the pod, they but, are uh, the yeah, pod. but Jessica is not. I'm, yeah, yeah Jessica okay. is not. Jess, Jessica, it's Jess. She doesn't like to be called Jessica. She likes to be called Jess. And Jess is not a friend of the pod. We wouldn't know. Okay, so know. the cool thing is, uh, we're talking about bed education now. Um, yeah. So, um, this thing, I, I had really no idea. I knew it was about some kind of thing with the education system, but I didn't know it was about really money laundering and stuff like i didn't really know all about it and see i uh, thought it was about like test scores being fucked up when i i, I kind of did too for, i think i actually did i think I, that's what i thought and i uh i was floored by it when it first started because like you the thing that i loved about this movie just right at the bat is that like it was kind of like what i was saying about the show normal people is that like it doesn't give you really any exposition like you have to find things out as the story unfolds. Like it doesn't tell you stuff. You have to just find it out as the like thing goes along, you know, like I, I'm going to go briefly into spoilers. Uh, so if you haven't seen the movie, uh, just fast forward. If you don't You'll put a time code, right? I It's in the description. So, right, cool. Um, so the thing, like there's like two big things, like you don't understand, like it doesn't reveal that he's involved in this mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman's character until like halfway through the movie. Not even. Uh, well, like further. Yeah, like further. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't you um you have suspicions, but like you don't. It doesn't full out tell you that until like way later in the movie. Like and, the way her, him, and uh, Alice and Janie's characters look at each other. They're like, shut the fuck up to each other. They're like, go along with it. And well, it, this, yeah, the scene where like I realized what was happening was the scene where like she's asking him for help and he's just like being a dick about it. Yeah, I watched and, it twice. One when I was really, really drunk, and the other when I was completely sober. Someone's <clears throat> being sober. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, uh, another thing that really caught me off guard, he, like a lot, was when you find out he has a husband. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit! I was like, this is. 
in real life, they had an open marriage, he said. He was like, this was an open marriage. They were just using that for dramatic purposes. Oh, really? Yeah. He was like, they knew that he, my husband knew that I went to Las Vegas to meet up with this dude, but it wasn't a student. Well, I I did not know that. Thank you, Zach. That's uh, that's insightful. I didn't know that. I I try to be insightful for the pod. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, Joe, do you want to give us your thoughts on this movie? Um, yeah, I, again, yeah, I was a really big fan of Thoroughbreds, um, so I was super excited for this. I was following its, like, kind of tricky release schedule stuff, because well, it was supposed to come out, like, it was supposed to be an awards contender for last year, but then HBO bought it, so we're like, oh, I don't know what they're going to do with it. I guess they're going to try to make it, like, an Emmy darling. But, uh, Which is a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know if this is, I don't know if it's quite as, like, I kind of get why it didn't re- necessarily release with, like, the Irishman and Marriage Story and stuff. It doesn't quite have the legs that something like that does. But it's. St- I think it's still a very, very good, very much worth watching film. Yeah, I um, I thought it was great. I I think any movie uh, that addresses how shitty the American education system is is uh, a good uh, movie in my book. Like it, this movie, it, it perfectly exhibits how fucked up it is. Like how people can uh, say that they're there to service the school. Um, it's usually never the teachers that are part of the problem. It's usually like like the higher ups. The administrators don't remind me of Winter Park High School. That's for another pod. Okay. Well, in general, I think that's <laughs> the the bigger issue is uh, just yeah, like you said, administrators and stuff. And um, it's also like the thing about it. I think it's uh, it's a very fair movie where it addresses like they didn't only just fuck over the kids. They fucked over. Um, the teachers and the funding for the entire school, like the pay for the teachers. And um, my mom, when my, when me and my mom watched this, she was like, yeah, the housing market, because they were like, they always brought up the housing and like people buying houses because of the school system. And my mom was like, yeah, we bought our house because of the school system that you were in. Yeah. I mean, it, it was very um, insightful in the way that it like talked about these very tricky, um, like economic things. And, uh, it almost reminded me of the big short in a sense where not so much in style, but in the way it presented things you just genuinely wouldn't know about unless this movie told you. Um, and it, but it explained it in a way to where you understood it. Um, mm. And I, I thought that was very uh, insightful. And I, I mean, everyone in this movie is giving a great performance. Uh, Hugh Jackman in particular is great, but um, Allison Janney, really good. Um, Allison Janney's um, niece or whatever she was, in the movie was hilarious just in the way she was like um i could reveal your entire bullshit to the entire country if i wanted to and hugh jackman was like what are you talking about that scene was great she was like i have information yeah that's uh because he was like that actress is uh annalee ashford she's like a broadway legend so that was nice to see i was as a broadway guy was she in in hades town or some shit like that no she was in uh do you know how jake joan hall's in sunday in the park with george right now sure do you know zach Uh, doesn't know that well he was before (laughs) yeah zach would know that that's there's a completely look, different world. Look, out. I want to go to I want to go to Broadway. I want to watch Hamilton. I want to watch Hades Town. But at the moment, that's not in the cards right now. Dude, seeing Hades Town with Zach would be like the best thing in the world because he probably wouldn't like it. He would piss <laughs> his pants and like pull out a white claw halfway through. <laughs> he would just see me like crying, having a deeply emotional time, and then he'd just be like, woohoo! 
Get he would be like, I'd be like, what the fuck is going on right now? Stop he would be like, you little pussy. When they introduced like a third act plot line, he'd be like, well, why are they bringing this up now? Why now? <laughs> Not earlier. Shut the <laughs> fuck up, Adam. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> so this is too late in the story for this. What are you talking about? Final shot podcast <laughs> listeners. This is not the representation of who I am, okay? It literally is, but okay. It literally isn't. That's not the point. If it was <laughs> yeah, but Analia, her name is, she was in Dogfight. She was in, she's in Sunday Park with George currently. I think she was in something else. She's the, um, she's the, oh, God damn it. Uh, gosh darn it. Sorry. She's the, did you, did you watch the Sack Bunch Bunch? Or the Sack, Sack, sack Lunch, lunch Bunch? bunch? Yes, I watched like the first 20 minutes of it. Did you get to the, minutes. to the white woman crying alone song? Oh, that was her. That's her, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't recognize her, but she is very talented. Yeah, she, um, I liked her. Yeah, and then um, I'm a big Hugh Jackman fan, so anytime he has like a really kind of, I think he, I, I don't necessarily think he's underrated because I think he gets work, but uh, I think he's a lot more than just Wolverine. Uh, Prisoners is like one of my like all-time favorite movies, and he's absolutely I phenomenal. I just watched Prisoners, and that movie still holds up today. Dude, that movie yeah. it doesn't it more than holds up. That movie fucks. It's like if you actually watch it again, it's like like technically perfect in every. Way. No, yeah, it's on HBO Go. If um, pod, final podcast listeners, um, it's still That's on. Not yeah. what the show's called. Final, final pod, final, final shot, shot pod, final shot pod. People, go on HBO Go and listen and watch to prisoners. It's. I'm pretty movie. sure Zach's drunk right now, but. Um, the, I mean, when is he not? That's yeah. Uh, he's worse than you, honestly, and that's saying something. Um, but I'm not drunk. That's the thing. I'm completely sober. Sure, buddy. Sure. Um, Get so I own sauce. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> so uh, two other performances in this movie that I thought were really good. Uh, Ray Romano is very. He it's kind mm-hmm. of a limited role, but I liked seeing him in it. Um, I like to see him do. Someone on Twitter said like they want Ray Romano to get his own uncut gems, and I completely agree with that. Yeah. Um, oh, now that I think about it, Ray Romano should definitely do that. I think there's like three people like that that I want to have an Uncut Gems. I'll, uh, be I'll be the fourth person to say he should do that. Ray Romano, uh, Jim Carrey has to have an Uncut Gems. David, oh my to. God, yes he does. David Spade, David Spade. No. David Spade. Okay, fine. Yeah, he's not, he's not earned it yet. No. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Okay, we're not t- going through the grown-ups cast. We're talking... <laughs> at, what the fuck are you doing? Kevin, Kevin James is trying that in his neo-Nazi break-in. Episode. Did you see the trailer for that, Joe? No, I didn't watch it. Did, but did you hear about it? I did hear about it. I saw the picture. It's funny. I, I saw the trailer. It looks... Uh, he doesn't look bad in it, actually. He looks it looks like he's having fun with it, so I I'll, I'll watch it. Um, that's a, that's always a good role to have fun with a neo-Nazi. Um, well, I mean, Patrick uh, Stewart had a good time with it in Green Room, so it, it's fun. and um, Edward Norton in American History X. He had. I wouldn't say that was fun, but yeah, I don't know if he had fun with that one. <laughs> hey, um, um, we'll, we'll say things that aren't supposed to be said in the pod. No, we're not. We're just going to move past it. Um, so <laughs> another, uh, just one last performance. Um, the uh, girl from Blockers, Jer- Geraldine Viswanathan, I think her name is. Um, oh, that was her. I didn't realize that. Yeah, she was really good. Um, she's a student who's reporting, uh, or she's trying to get to the bottom of like the entire thing. And she's the one that uncovers pretty much all of it, um, which is really impressive. And uh, the scene that I loved, uh, she doesn't speak in the scene, but it's like when she's at the trial hearing at the end. 
and she just like look like her and Hugh Jackman look at each other. It's kind of like this unspoken thing. And they the, both... scene, the scene before that with the two of them where he's like threatening her pretty much. He's like, I've heard about your dad. Like he's like, don't fuck with me or I will fuck you over even more than you've already been fucked over with your dad. Yeah, that scene was great. But like, I just loved the scene like when they're in the courtroom because like just the look he gives her, it was like so unsettling. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it was really, really disturbing. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just a fantastic movie. I, I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's, it's insightful, but it's entertaining at the same time. It's like it's not one of those history movies where it's like kind of it gets bogged down with giving information like it never stops being entertaining. Do you think um, it's nominated for an Oscar due to how like life has happened right now? I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess now it can be nominated because they have the whole rule against uh, theatrical movies. They like dem- they uh, demolished it for this year. King of um, Staten Island can be technically Oscar nominated. Joe, did you end up watching the trailer for that? I did. I cried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, well, I'm, I'm on the pod for King of Staten Island, right? Uh, maybe. Um, so the thing is... Uh, mm-hmm. They moment. might do an Oscar for this, but I think it's more um, what Joe said with uh, the Emmys and the Golden Globes. I think this is more. It's definitely gonna be like the best TV movie or limited series at the. Uh, at yeah, the it'll like anything that Ryan Murphy put it puts out. Have you, any of you guys watched Hollywood yet? The I movie? just. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it though. I'm not going to. I just can't bring myself to do it. I I despise Ryan Murphy, and I'm never going to watch it. I, like, well, the I, thing is, he's made so many great shows. That's the problem. I can't, I can't stop watching I mean, American I, He made American Story. Horror Story, and he's, a, he's the showrunner crime. for all the... Yeah, American Crime Story. He's the showrunner for all three of those. Or American all Crime Story is great, but American Horror Story was good for, like, one season. Like, bruh. No, okay, I thought the last season was actually pretty good, because it went into, like, that campy but also good version of what it was no it was bad um, my brother liked the candidate with ben you and, still uh, you ben still Fett, watch, so. you still watch every season it's bad though um so yeah i i'm never gonna watch hollywood i i watched the trailer for it and i was like no i'm good i, I don't need ryan murphy telling me what 1960s hollywood should be i'm good um so that's i mean do you guys have any final thoughts about education uh, it's very good. Definitely worth checking out. Zach? I watched it twice. Um, once when I was really drunk. Once when I was completely sober. Um, it's a good movie. If you are willing to put an hour and 45 minutes out of your life. Like, it's it's better than, like, something like, I don't know, like, the latest Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. Um, but not as good as the last gem. Uncut Jedi. gems. It, it, but last gem, uncut gem is well, out. Why did last gems? <laughs> the last movie that he created, uncut gems, is out on May 26 on Netflix. FYI for for Final Shot Pod listeners. Um, but until then, yeah, it's better than the latest uh, Adam Sandler Netflix movie. I'll just say I bought. There's a bundle on Apple. And it was $20 for Good Time and Uncut Gems. And I bought that shit right so away. Next we're gonna move it was to, the uh, best purchase I Capone, the newest uh, from the auteur, Josh Trink. Like um, Capone, I did flush. Thank you. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe enjoyed it. That's all I care. I liked it. It was, it was clever. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. 
Um, well, I was going to pass it to you. Uh, I, you saw Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Do we all agree that's like the worst movie? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yes, yes. It's it's really bad. Um, I listened to a podcast like a few nights ago, uh, with Josh Trank on it, and he it was a very good interview. Um, and it made me want to watch Capone more, because he talked very in depth about the movie, but also like kind of how badly he fucked up on uh, Fantastic Four. And it, I can't remember the name of uh, the episode, but it, it was very very insightful. Um, he's doing like a lot of publicity for it right now, and. The thing is, he seems like a very cool guy, and I wish him all the luck. Uh, but this movie is—I uh, mean, Joe, I'll let you go first because I know you have certain opinions on it. Uh, I, I know you only watched it for the pod, so um, go ahead and tell me what you thought of Capone. Um, well, with—I—I I was open to Capone being really good, just because I—you I, know—what a good redemption story would that be? You kind of do this very famous uh bad movie in fantastic four and then you kind of come out with this really kick-ass uh movie afterwards with like tom hardy and i uh, i was wanting to like it and i had heard all the shit about it but it's just this movie's not good this is, this is a boring movie it's a snooze fest it's it's really bad um and but there's some really good stuff in it uh, and it's a bit it's funny at times so i can't i don't know I can see what he was going for, and I think in the abstract, there's a really good movie here. Just this kind of really depressing and dour look at this once, like, because, I mean, everybody knows Al Capone. And it's just, like, this look at his life where he's just this, like, miserable, horrible, like, just bag of meat, you know? I think that's a really compelling story, and it's just, it's about, like, the, the gross things that your body becomes just naturally, and it's about regret, and it's about how do you kind of go back to a normal life after kind of this world of crime. And I, so I think in the abstract, there's a very compelling movie here. If this, I, I it's weird. This is a weird way to describe it, but it sound, it feels like a, a very good movie that never got made. You know what I mean? Like it kind of has that vibe to it, where it's it's got these big ideas and these kind of very big scenes. And Tom Hardy is bad in the movie. Uh, I don't know how Probably you guys feel his performance. No, he's, he's not good. He's, he's not good in the he's movie. He's not bad. He's not bad. I'm going to give you my opinion in a second. Go I didn't like it. it. I thought it was I don't I don't necessarily I think some of it's funny like when they when he dressed up as the girl that was funny, but I think uh it was for the most part is just kind of a just a bad movie and it's not like a fun bad movie either. So, that's my review of Capone. Go for it, Zach. Um here's my review. I thought that it was gaudy directed by Spielberg. Damn, bro, you got the whole squad laughing. Uh, yeah, for real. <laughs> I never saw Gotti, so I can't enjoy the joke. But... It, no, it was like a bad movie directed by a good director. It was weird. That's it a good was, way to put it. That's kind of, yeah, I kind of, I guess I agree with that. Like, it was good, but it was too out there. It was too half-baked. It was, like, plot points were introduced 20 minutes after they were supposed to be introduced. Josh Trank. Wow, sounds familiar with another. Uh, Josh complaint. Trank wasn't a good director. If he... so, what is it with you like introducing plot points at a certain time in a story? Like I don't even get this. <laughs> okay, okay, here's here's my one issue with with um. I like almost... who made you the king of like plotting plot points? Like... Okay, when when the FBI agent spoilers. Oh, I'm talking about the Last Jedi. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about Capone. You goddamn. 
Okay, in Capone, when the guy's like, I want to catch Gotti. And Capone. And Capone. It feels it feels like Gotti <laughs> the entire time. Capone is like, huh? Huh? And the FBI agent is like, your family is gonna rename themselves. And he's like, huh? Huh? He's like he's like a little John character. He's like, oh okay. wait, so your complaint is that he has dementia. No, his, my complaint. <laughs> my, my complaint is that there's no like, there's no consequences. The dude is just like, I'm gonna piss myself now because I don't know what the fuck you're saying. But he, isn't that the point of the movie that he gets away with so much terrible shit because of his money, not so much because of his and his power, but not because of his. No, the point is, it's like, oh, there's ten million dollars. I don't know where it is. And then how are you gonna tell me that's not the point though? You're saying like he gets away with so much with no consequence. Yeah, that's the entire point of the movie is like he gets away with a lot because of his power. Because his family changes their like names at the end of the. I think I think what Zach is saying is that there's nothing in the narrative that is constantly. the scenes happen like the exactly scene the, the guy he gets but that's only happening because that's what happened in real life because there was no consequences for a guy of that power there's no consequences because the 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 wife can beat him and nothing will happen he'll just still be in the same state that he is spoilers people of the yeah I, but that's the thing like i don't even like this movie but like i don't get that complaint like that's How's that a issue? I don't get that's how that's a flaw with the movie. It's not a flaw in the movie. It's just boring. It's just like, okay, I see. Okay, then that that okay, that makes sense. Then say that. I like see, I didn't know what you were saying. I see, I see Capone, like, going downwards in life. I see him not remembering shit. I see him like. Man, we got Professor X on the pod right now. <laughs> Thank you very much. I am woman. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's just boring like it's just boring like i look i didn't like this movie but i i pushed back on you guys saying it was boring because I, I thought it was boring i well okay. i know the but end, and spoilers again the ending of him shooting people with a tommy gun it's like i knew this shit wasn't happening i knew subconsciously not even as a character I knew it wasn't happening. So why the fuck should I care that he's shooting people with a Tommy gun looking for this $10 million that is obviously just a fucking MacGyver? No, I'll give you that. And there's MacGyver. Like, <laughs> MacGuffin. MacGuffin. Um, yeah, I'll give you that. But the thing I... I my favorite um... MacGyver is probably the Maltese Falcon. <laughs> fuck you. I'll give you that. My uh, a scene that kind of exhibits what you're saying... Zach, um, the entire thing with like Matt Dillon, I thought was terribly handled because like yeah. they exactly. had like this, exactly. they have like this entire establishment showing you that he is real, that like he was he was he was like fucking his wife or whatever, and he he gets yeah. the phone call. He's like, oh, how's my buddy? And then uh, he goes to go visit. Um, Kyle and- McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. He's just like trying to get out of his own type of jail sentence, and the FBI is like, oh. Give us some more shit or you're fucked. Like, the but, FBI can go fuck off at that point. But the thing is, like, when the Matt Dillon reveal happens that he's not real, 
I was like, I immediately, like I said to my, I watched it on my iPad and I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, I'm like, you can't break that rule where you like, you show that they're real, but then like you backtrack on it. Like, I hate that. I hated that moment. Um, I will push back on you guys saying it's boring because I think, I think this movie fails on a lot of things that it tries to do. I think. I don't when, think it's boring. I don't think it's boring. You said it, you said it was boring. It was boring in certain parts, but in <laughs> other parts, it was like weirdly funny. And stupid. I watched this at 4 a.m. Like, full full honesty, I watched this at 4 a.m. at one point. Yeah, but, like, I I, I don't know. Like, I, I watched it, and I I didn't like it. I think uh, kind of what Joe was saying, I, it's, like, a it's a bad movie, but, like, it, there's interesting stuff in it. I agree with that. But I think what made it entertaining was its very weird sense of humor, which I did not expect there to be. Um, one of the funniest scenes of the film was where he is talking to the um, FBI guy. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, he just like starts shitting himself and pissing himself like mid conversation, and his, like his lawyer saying, "Like you can, you, uh, like oh, he's like Neil Brennan. Neil Brennan is the lawyer. <laughs> oh, is he? Really? Yeah. yeah Neil Act, now that you say it, I'm looking and I'm like, yeah, that's. Yeah, but like, the, I like like when the FBI guys like we'd like to get the defendant to uh, talk himself. He's and the, the lawyer's like, yeah, go for it, try your best. Mm-hmm. And then he just like starts shitting himself and pissing himself. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> and it's like it's not funny because it's it's sad, but it's funny because it's Capone. Um, and it's like he, this guy did terrible, awful things. And I think the best scene in this movie is like where he gets like lost to the wine cellar, and he gets like weirdly like, uh, is it Huey Lewis that he goes into the the dream with uh, yeah yeah i was like what the fuck is this movie um and like he goes to, from like a there's a scene where he like walks in and he sees like a memory of a, a murder from his friend like uh he murdered like his louis friend armstrong louis armstrong my i yeah. i knew not huey lewis because huey lewis was in like the 80s that's why i didn't think i was right but zoe confirmed it so i was like okay i guess I yeah was right. i just said yeah just to keep it going you know no um louis thank you zach i appreciate it louis armstrong oh. um yeah i the, the way it went from like the murder memory and then it went to louis armstrong and i was like what the fuck is this movie and that's why i was like i didn't like it i'm not defending it but i can never call it boring because i was like fascinated with the directions it took even if it didn't work like in the same way i was fascinated with Gotti. i like i i didn't like Gotti at all but I would never call it boring. Because, like, I, like I the, never saw Gotti. I like so. the the um the downward spiral that Gotti went through within the movie, which was the entire point of the movie of Al Capone's spiral, which I enjoyed. I weirdly enjoyed him like succumbing to syphilis. Um, the thing I liked about this is I, I I don't know. I feel the same way I feel about Tom Hardy's performance in Venom where I'm like, I don't know if he was good or bad in this movie. I never watched Venom, so I won't. I couldn't what? tell you. I never watched it. It wasn't worth it to me. You know what I mean? You should watch it. It's a good, bad movie. Okay, all right. I'll watch it's it. Fun. I'll watch it with you. I, I Tom will. Hardy is not good in this movie. He is. We're gonna, he, I don't we, think he says one sentence. That's the... I, I won't say he's bad, but I won't say he's good either. I just think it's like a... It's a very... It's an ambitious performance. I'll give it that. Like, he goes for it at the very it's least. It's like, and like the way spoilers, he's like drawing and shit. It's funny. And the way his own son is like, who's this? And it's like, my other son. It's like, what? <laughs> and uh, then he 
goes to his mom and is like, this is my dad's other son. What do you want to tell me about this? And it's like, this isn't this isn't the time and place, son. All right. We'll get I, to this later. Yeah, I just I, I he you know what he reminded me of weirdly. You guys remember that episode of SpongeBob where they're selling chocolates and then it's like the little old chocolate. chocolate. That's what he sounds chocolate. like in the <laughs> That's what he sounds like. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of weirdly Tom Hardy in like um, Mad Max. That's who the actor is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't, I wouldn't say weirdly. He I don't think it's, it's weird. I know, but he reminds me of. Tom it's like saying uh, in Bad Education, Hugh Jackman kind of reminded me of the guy who played Wolverine. No, but like in the way he barely spoke, in the way he said, like he said grunting things, like. <laughs> <sighs> like yeah, it's the same I, uh, actor doing the same thing. It's know, not kind weird, of, a, kind but of it's a weird oddball comparison here, but like I feel like Tom Hardy kind of reminded me of uh, the guy who played Bane. I don't know if you guys saw. I, I feel like he was kind of like the guy who played Venom. If you guys saw that movie, now I feel like you're fucking with me. Oh, oh we wait, are. Did, you, did yeah. you guys see um the sure. Revenant? Did you guys see the Revenant? You know the guy who's not Leonardo DiCaprio oh, in it? Yeah, the villain, right? Yeah, he kind of, it's kind of, he, kind of oh, similar. That's a gonna, great comparison, Joe. I think we're going to end the call and just, you two can go suck each other's dicks off at this point. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're in the studio right now. Yeah, we're in the studio. Uh, exactly. More point to you sucking each other's dicks off. Jamie, can you, can you look up how long we've been running? <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, uh, well, actually, we didn't actually rate Bad Education out of 10, I forgot. Uh, how would you guys rate Bad Education and then rate uh, Capone? Joe, I'd give uh, either Bad Education, I think, uh, in, in eight, eight and a half or a nine, and then I'd give uh, Capone like a three uh, or Zach. a four. Um, I gave, I think, don't quote me, I think I gave Bad Education like a 7.5 out of four, four out of ten, and I definitely gave Capone a four out of ten. So, yeah. Um, Capone wasn't fun to me. Like, I had to do it for this pod. Like, I watched it for the pod. And I was just like, ugh, please end. And it ended, and I was like, thank God. Yeah, um, I gave Bad Education an 8 out of 10. Uh, and I gave Capone a... Maybe this is too generous. I gave it a 5 out of 10. I Yeah, that's generous. way too generous. I, I think it's not a good movie, but I don't think it's terrible. I think it's just a... It's a miss, but like it's an interesting miss, which is more than I can say for like Gotti. You don't if you don't follow it for the plot point, it's funny when he has the gold Tommy gun. It's funny. Yeah, and like he has diapers on in that scene too, and he's like, it, <laughs> it's just it's funny. Like it, there's parts of this movie that are like legitimately funny, and I I think it has good performances. Not, and I'm not only talking about Tom Hardy, I'm talking about like Kyle Chandler, um, Linda Lin- Cardellini. Yeah, Lin- legitimately Car- good in this movie. Is it? The way yeah. she slapped. She's good. She's good in everything. So, and but that doesn't mean she's not good in this, and that doesn't mean it's not a good thing about the movie, Joe. Scooby Doo. Yeah, is she good in Scooby Doo? Yes. Yeah, she's good in Scooby Doo. Legitimately. Legitimately, she is Scooby in Scooby Doo. I just wanted like. Scoob comes out tomorrow on VOD. It does. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I will. I because uh, some of us have pods to do and responsibilities. Oh, oh! If you need me on the pod, let me know. Oh no, I'll... no, never mind. We're not gonna do a pod tonight. But um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh i guess that's it um <laughs> I, I don't know what's to go with. i mean there's just nothing cut it to talk there right yeah there. Just, i guess um, that's it zach can we follow you on social medias or do you want to be anonymous 
Um, no. So here's the thing, and I literally only got on this pod for one reason only. Oh God. <laughs> and that was to announce my new podcast, uh, Roaring Twenties, and that is oh, about shut up. Twenty-year-olds who go through a twelve-hour night in their life. Let it be nine p.m. to ten a.m., nine a.m. to nine a.m. to ten p.m. to ten a.m. It's a moment in their life where they're like, "How am I in this situation?" That is what I wanted to get out of this podcast, and I got it. You have to send this out, unfortunately. So I'll just cut this part. That's fine. It's it's a work in progress. Poof. Proof of con- proof of concept when it is released. I'm going to record it within the week. Hold me to it. Final shot podcast. I won't because I don't want this to happen. It's gonna happen. Can I ask why? Um, <laughs> mostly because I want to um hold this like, hey, I did this when Adam and Joe always are like. We're actually killing it in the podcast game when I know they only have like over a hundred people listening to their podcast. Do you say that like it's a bad thing? That's a pretty good number. It is yeah, a pretty only a hundred. Yeah, only a hundred. Like over, not uh, not just under, but over a hundred. Like props to you guys. Thank you. That was like a diss, but it was a compliment. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm very proud of our audience. It's not a diss. I'm I'm proud of you guys. I want you to succeed, but I also want myself to succeed. You know what I mean? I guess, but that doesn't answer why this particular topic on a pod. I listened to the Roaring Twenties podcast. Zach, just look up Zachary Perry. How are you gonna find all I, these people? By by next Thursday, I'm gonna record that podcast. All right. You're answering none of my questions, which is so funny. <laughs> like, I'm asking you a bunch you can, of questions to give you maybe more listeners, and you're just you can, dodging you can, all of them. You can also find me at it's Zachary Pear. It, so he's Zachary. just going to answer none of them, guys. So that's fine. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph, where can everyone find you? <laughs> uh, you can uh, find me on the Roaring Twenties podcast, uh, wherever it will be <laughs> uploaded. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, it's gonna be I, exclusively on Zach's SoundCloud. It's, yeah, it's, it's not the, it's a Quibi original. Yeah, Quibi original. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. You know, I would I would equate Quibi to uh, Zach's uh, fame time, like where it's gonna it's gonna last for about ten minutes only, and then it's gonna be gone. Hey, it's gonna be a quick 15, bite. I think it's fifteen minutes. Thank you very much. You're right. I. How insensitive of me. Sorry for any quibby heads out there. Um, <laughs> God. All eight of you. <laughs> yeah, all. Uh, still more than this podcast, I guess. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> Only eight. Um, it's going to be good. Find me. Final podcast. It's going to be good. Don't worry. It's not. Just, um, so, just Joe. Just over my Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Joseph underscore salad money on most platforms. Um, you can find me at Adam underscore not Sandler on Twitter, um, Adam Storius on Letterboxd, and you can follow the pod itself on Twitter and Instagram at Final Shot Pod. Uh, we are going to be coming back next week with an episode with a uh, dear friend of the pod, Jackson Wise. To do not, a, uh, not me, by the way. It won't include me. You're, you'll have a good time with that. You're right. We will. Yeah, um, we're and- doing a, a Christopher Nolan 
episode. So we're doing a Christopher exciting. Nolan episode. Uh, the thing is, I've seen every sing- every single Christopher Nolan movie, and they won't invite me to it. Yeah, so you're right. You should message Adam Sidorius and Joseph Salamone about why I am not included in the Christopher Nolan. Zach, uh, if I get one message from somebody asking you to be on it, I will give you ten dollars. <laughs> You know what? I will take that. I will take that. Uh, no, wait, I'll raise the. I'll, I'll raise. People. I'll raise that. Um, I, if five people message me, um, and it can't be one of Zach's friends. It has to be an actual listener, because I know Zach would get one of his friends to message me. But yeah, I just thought I was like, oh, Zach's just gonna get his daughter to message me. <laughs> um, my daughter if, is my best friend. If any, dumbass. if any five listeners want Zach on the Christopher Nolan pod, we will get him on it. But I guarantee. Five people will not DM me asking for Zach. I'm going to definitely message Kira and Mia so that they don't get me on this. You are not going to do that. I will. You don't. If you, you do, I'm... okay, if you do that, if you do that, I'm never having you on this pod again. Oh, <laughs> you fucker. Wait, when can I get back on the pod again? Just so you I see, you're, we just had you on and you're already on this bullshit again. Like, I'm, it, we're not even over with the episode yet and you're already asking again. Like, I thought this would delay it for a few Wait, years. No, you said King of Staten Island, I could get back on it. No, I didn't say that. You said that. No, Joe said, said that. that. Joe said that. So Joe that's said... it for the Final Shop podcast this week, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time, gamers. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.